0: Hey, Eric. Uh, are you down here? Hello?
1: Oh, hey, so, really? um...
0: Must be basement. Hey, what, what are you doing down here? We're supposed to nothing, record.
1: Nothing. Nothing. Uh, I'll, I'll be up in a minute. Don't come down here, don't... Uh, Wait, uh,
0: uh, what, what, what is all this? Are these schematics?
1: John, you weren't supposed to know.
0: What is, it's a list of monsters. Rodan. Critters what is this
1: John if the government knew about this
0: wait a minute this is the exact same thing we talked about last time
1: so I mean
0: so we're really going to make our listeners go through all of the same things again
1: yeah because if when we do it over and over again we get better
0: No when we do it over and over again we get diminishing returns <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Terror Test, I'm Eric. And I'm John. As fans of horror, our goal is to weigh the merits of films based on three categories, production, monster quality, and scare factor, to decide whether to admit them into our sacred horror canon.
0: And this podcast will put horror movies to the test to determine what to watch next, what's worth revisiting, and what to recommend to the uninitiated.
1: Number two pencils ready? And begin!
0: Okay, so this is round two of Monster Madness. Um, where we pair up two monsters head to head and smash them together, and see who comes out on top. So I like that monster
1: smash. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, this week we are looking at the predator of the deep, sharks, and predator of the sky. <laughs>
1: Radioactive pterodactyls? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's what about. I'm most afraid of. Yeah, like, You won't catch me in a plane because mm-hmm. radioactive pterodactyls. You won't
0: catch me in a mine because <laughs> giant <laughs> maggots. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh, those things are amazing. Yeah, <laughs> let's,
0: so let's get into it. Um, we're starting with uh, Rodan, um, followed by Jaws 2. So Rodan was released in 1956. Directed by Ishira Honda, written by Takeo Murata and Take, Yeah. Um, starring uh, Kenji Sahara as Shigeru Kawamura, uh, Yumi Shirakawa as Kiyo, and Akihiko Hirata as Professor Kyuchiro Kashiwagi. Let's start with production.
1: Okay, looking to see the film is timeless in the power and effectiveness of its writing, direction, acting, cinematography, special effects, iconography, and portrayal of its subject matter.
0: Okay, so... We're in color now. Yeah, so so this is Ishiro Honda's follow-up, his next film after Godzilla. Mm -hmm. So, it was kind of unintentional that we did it that way, but um, it's cool to see, to be able to, like, track, you know, this particular filmmaker... Um yeah and so it is notably in color. Um which is cool but it it's it's still a, a kaiju movie. Mm-hmm. So like it's still in the same genre as Godzilla. And I saw cold open, you know, uh into that like I, I'm a little worried this is like too similar to Godzilla.
1: Yeah, I mean, well the the plot is nearly the same, right? It's like they're on the the island they've kind of disturbed something yeah um (laughs) but this time we get smaller giant creatures
0: well and there are a few key key distinctions but i think the most important the origin is the exact same yeah like i thought at first it was because of mining and i thought that was interesting but ultimately one of the scientists say it's because of h-bomb testing Mm mm-hmm that it, Like, that Rodan woke up. And so, if, if they just stuck with, with, like, mining and, like, man's impact on the environment in a different way than, like, nuclear bombs, then I, I think that would have been, like, kind of an interesting alternative to the Godzilla metaphor. But since it's the exact same, yeah, it feels... Pretty repetitive. Um but I did appreciate kind of the the mystery aspect of it at first. Because for a while, at least that you know, we have these missing miners, um, and then miners that are turning up dead, and so they think like one of the missing miners is like the it's murderer. Fl- it's
1: flooding for some reason.
0: Yeah, it's flooding, and then we see these like giant maggot creatures. Um and so for like the first half of the movie, like That's what we get, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I kind of, I kind of appreciate that um, because it that feels different.
1: Yeah. Well, doesn't that? I think that just speaks to the the power and the impact of not only this movie but also Godzilla. Like, right? That that's become a trope in and of itself. We see it in Tremors. Right? Where it's like they think it's a little something. They think it's a snake. But it's actually a bigger thing. Um, this.
0: Yeah. And, and it's always like the, the working class that's like the first to. Right. You know, feel the impact of it. The first to be affected by it. Right.
1: Yeah. And yeah. And like the, the leadership or whatever sort of did like the ruling class discounts it because they're like, well, it's their problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Let's not take it seriously. We're... Until it starts to affect them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so I kind of like after hearing you say that, like I kind of appreciate the story a little bit more. Although I agree, like the origin of the monster is a little repetitive. I mean, they up the effects game on this, still using miniatures, but I think it looks a lot better, even in that short time.
0: I, I think one is advantage that, is that they make Rodan uh, a flying creature. And so mm-hmm. you get, like, that dogfight with the airplane, you know, <laughs> which was, like, cool because you, you could never do that with Godzilla. Right. Um, and so there are ways in which I, I feel like they're, they're trying to innovate and um, play around with, like, the expectations they created with Godzilla I'm wondering, like, is is it enough? Mm, mm-hmm. Because we even get some of the same actors. Mm-hmm.
1: And it, it, one thing it leaves out for me that was so powerful about the first one, where it was the cin- cinematography where we see sort of, like, the real impact and trauma that this monster is yeah. having. Like, you don't have that at all here, except maybe, like, with the main character, sort of the family that gets, you know, invaded by the giant, like, insect things first. And then, you know what I mean? Like, we get a little bit of that, but it's not the same.
0: Yeah. And, like, the... You you know, you don't want to become a cliché, but um, the wrestling that the heroes do in Godzilla of whether or not to use Mm -hmm. the weapon isn't there. Mm -hmm. And so it's just the... The metaphor is not as deep, um, and and so it's it's a shame. I guess that's maybe you know it, it goes into monster quality maybe, but um,
1: that's the thing. There are lots of. I might give it a point for production just because I think it's a fun movie. I had fun watching it. Um, again, it's one of those. It's like we know it's an important movie. Like we're not discounting that.
0: Yeah, and also another. Way in which they try to be different is is by having two. Yeah. Um, you get a scene at the end that I don't know. I I questioned if it felt earned, and then ultimately, you know, because of the effects, they're really just these like, you know, flying puppets. But um, having you know the one die first, and then like the mate. Kind of coming down. I mean, it could have escaped if it wanted to, mm-hmm. um, but it comes down and eventually burns as well. Yeah. So there's a little bit of pathos there in like the, um, I don't know, grief that one can project <laughs> onto this ancient radioactive pterodactyl. <laughs>
1: It's really stretching there, John. No, but, you I, but know I think, what I'm I think saying, you're right. Like
0: the, you, you get a sense of, of loss, like it lost its partner. Yeah. There's there's no internalization though, so no. like you you don't really feel its loneliness.
1: No. And I think maybe maybe even, and this is more of a monster quality thing. I, I agree with you. If it had been a little bit more connected to man overstepping and trying to take too much from nature and nature sort of fighting back that could be a really powerful metaphor like I mean just think about like with its wings flapping the wind even though it's supposed to mimic in this case like sort of like what do they call that the atomic winds or something like that um, it could be a hurricane like it could be sort of like nature's revenge like could have been cool. climate change yeah, yeah,
0: as opposed to nuclear bomb
1: right which they're not in the 50s not to say that climate change wasn't in the conversation, but they're going to be talking about nuclear stuff.
0: Yeah, which yeah, which is just a limitation yeah. of the genre, because, yeah, that's, like, all sci-fi. Right. Um, yeah, so, man, I, I feel like if I could give it half a point, I would. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like... Mm, all right, I'll give it a point. production yeah after talking about it I I I was able I I am able to appreciate some of the different choices that they made I don't know if they're all entirely successful but I think they're trying to do more than just regurgitate what happened in Godzilla at least trying the ambition is there
1: Yeah, even for the, like, I I want to give it a point just for the pacing, because I'll tell you what, (laughs) when the second one shows up, I go, I literally said out loud, oh, there's two. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's been so long since I forgot that there were two. Oh, so you had seen this before. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. This was the first time for me. Um, Although, I guess now's a good time, as I need to, like, mention it. Like, I did watch... Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is basically a re-edit of the original Godzilla for American audiences, and which is basically just, they took an American male actor and then, like, Forrest gumped him into <laughs> like every scene, where, like, during a press conference, yeah, he's, like, you know, in a shot with a few other reporters, like, listening Or, like, he's on a building, you know, watching Godzilla. And it's just, it's so clearly, it just, like, edited in. And it takes out all mention of the um, H-bomb in Nagasaki. So, you know, because you can't have, you know, anything critical of the U.S. Um, And it, it just really dumps it down. So, like, even in comparison to that, like, that's what this could have been, just a stripped away disaster movie
1: and it's not that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's smarter than that yeah so yeah I'll a point I need to watch do you think we'll watch that as part of the Godzilla that particular
0: one, one I, I think it's the same movie except with yeah. you know if I think we have to like up scenes our games edited yeah in, in think, the next tier yeah I, I think we should you know as we're gonna watch another Godzilla movie I, I think it'll need to be a different one yeah
1: yeah <clears throat> so uh, monster quality the film's monsters are frightening clearly relate to archetypal fears and have depth uh, that's kind of what we were talking about before is the depth we didn't necessarily feel like it was there for Rodan like it was for the original Godzilla I think Godzilla is a metaphor we agreed that's what won that's what won it in the last one but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be a tough decision in our comparison yeah. Yeah, but I think we're going to have a hard time with the depth thing, because which has more depth, Rodan or Jaws 2? <laughs> a
0: good point. Um, <laughs> like... Yeah. But also, you I mean, you, you get more than one monster here. I mean, not only are there mm. two Rodans, but they're also like the... I, the I'm sure they have a name, but magnet, I do Magnet, maggot creatures. Yeah, I don't know what they are. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like that fake-out to yeah. a degree, but I do wish, like, we got more of Rodan. Like, I wish that monster had... I mean, not that Godzilla was, you know, a developed character at all in this in the first movie, but, like, there was a lore to him, you know? Like a uh the, these like beliefs of of the people of the island and so like there's some degree of like you know um a, a character here there's there's really no basis in like any kind of mythology um mm-hmm. just you know dinosaurs which dinosaurs are cool mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah i just i'm just kind of torn because rodan is is kind of cool looking and it leads to cool scenes yeah like the reveal of the second or uh yeah the, the dog, the dog fight. fight
1: um i don't know yeah i that? just don't <clears throat> i don't know if it like addresses the same archetypal fears or maybe it addresses the same ones but it's like watered down. Yeah. Uh it's superficial. So like I said with the powers right that Rodan has what he's got the wind from flapping the wings. Do you have atomic breath? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. It has a noise. That what is it what is it they say that they think it is? They, like, think it's... Uh, what was it? Like, one of the characters... A couple of the characters, they say a couple of times, like, what they think the noise is.
0: Well, just but, the fact that, like, we're having trouble remembering and we, we just watched the movie not too long ago.
1: That's right? true. <laughs> it just
0: means that it's, it's kind of one note and forgettable. Uh-huh. Yeah, I actually... This kind of goes against what I was originally, like... Predicting on giving it, but yeah, I don't think I'm gonna give it a point.
1: Yeah, I'm not either. Like I said, it was a fun movie to watch. Like,
0: Yeah, I like Rodan just fine as a monster, but I, I don't is think. there any depth to it? Not really. No. I Again, mean, there's, there's potential there with having a mate. Right. And being like the last two of its kind.
1: Mm hmm. But that is, I mean, that's what, in the last 15 minutes? And it, it's the last
0: scene that oh, yeah. you even get anything resembling, like, a sense of family or, mm-hmm. you know, um, feelings towards one another mm-hmm. or anything. Um, yeah, and, and, you, and you don't, that the metaphor is not as strong as it is in Godzilla. So, yeah, I just, I guess, yeah, I'm not going to give
1: Alright, so clear intent to scare and must be successful in that objective from beginning to end for Scare Factor. Not scary.
0: Yeah, this is a pretty clear It's action. Zero on the Scare Factor. Yeah, yeah it's it's action, it's destruction. It's, you know, trying to kind of push the special effects that started in Godzilla and like, you know, do it in a new way. Um Yeah, it's not scary. You don't... The human element is missing, at least when it comes to Rodan. Like I said, I like the stuff with the minors. Um, You do get a sense of, like, who some of them are and their relationships with one another. But, like, even they kind of become relatively unimportant at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I'm... I don't think this is going to make it to honorable mention. I think no. it's just uh, non-canonical.
1: Yeah, non-canonical. Not, I wouldn't call it, it's not a diaper movie or anything. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> well. All right. Let's <laughs> see if the next one, speaking of diaper movies, let's <laughs> talk about just Directed by Jean-Ozziouarque. Um, written by Carl Gottlieb and Howard Sackler based on the characters created by Peter Benchley I mean all the well almost all all of our, our people are back uh Roy Scheider is Brody mm-hmm. Lorraine Gre- Gary as Ellen Brody Murray Hamilton is Mayor Vaughn yep, Joseph Mascolo as Peterson I mean male Mayor Vaughn 2.0 um, yeah so let's let's get into production
1: oh production so um the thing that i think that stands out to me let's let's start with the actors right so we do have i mean f- nearly a full cast basically everybody who lived
0: <laughs> except for richard Dreyfus, right which who who he was off on like some trip or they they I've, try to like explain yeah. it away yeah
1: um he's on research mhm mm-hmm.
0: and but they're Lies like a key flaw in the movie is that Brody has no one to play against but himself. Mm -hmm. And so he just goes all the way into like crazy town and is like shooting fish at the beach (laughs) because there's no one to talk to, there's no one to like. Yeah, kind of rub up, up against and um, figure out... And then problem solve and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't have the academic there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a scientist or something, but she's barely in the movie. Um, same with, with a lack of Quint. Like, mm-hmm. you you don't get... That triad of, of Quint, Brody, and... Richard Dreyfus, whatever his name is um in the in the original like it's so they're so iconic because of the way they like work together as a team but yet they're so different
1: see and that's where like I think that was a missed opportunity with with his wife with Ellen Brody like
0: yeah the conflict there is that like her husband is an awful person yeah (laughs) she's he's crazy um I mean, ultimately, he's right, but, like...
1: But that's what I'm saying. Like, they could have, like...
0: Yeah. It's just not an interesting dynamic. Right. Because, yeah, all of a sudden, she's she's very ambitious and is working with the town council and, you know, cares about, you know, the the dollars coming in. Mm-hmm. It's just... It is very odd.
1: Oh, that's the thing. Think of the... Tri- that's kind of way it was replaced, right? You have the business guy... You have him and you have his wife. That's who he's up against. But there's not enough. They're not working together. Right.
0: They're working against each other. Which, you would like, think
1: keeping the beach safe would be a priority for Yeah.
0: Business. And you think like with the mayor having I mean I don't how did this mayor <laughs> get reelected, first of all? Yeah. And then You didn't
1: listen to him last time. Of they all, on.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess recent political events have shown that like, yeah you can elect the the worst person and still mm-hmm. get support. But, yeah. Um, it's just, this... To me, I, I tried to do this exercise like halfway through the movie where I imagine like if if the first Jaws did not exist, like if this was Jaws, mm-hmm. okay, this would be just a very mediocre movie and no one would... No, I mean, the, Charles would not be a franchise. It would not be a recognizable name or title or anything. It would just be like one movie that just came out and was forgotten about, right?
1: It would yeah, because there's no subtlety.
0: There's there's no character. Yeah. Yeah. Um there there's no like kind of core conflict um uh, between between characters. Um it just shows how like the original Jaws could have been just such a, either a nothing movie or a disaster of a movie, if not for, like, what Spielberg brought to it.
1: That's the other thing, too, is because that... you take it out, yeah. Production-wise, it's like, they're trying to... It's a... They're trying to mimic Spielberg with all the kids' stuff. There's so there's so many characters in this movie. Yeah. Like, with they, all the kids, how many... Like, are there eight, 10? Yeah, I I didn't even
0: bother trying to, like, learn any of their names or anything. and they're
1: the ones in peril.
0: Yeah, because basically, like, they turn the shark into, like,
1: a slasher. Yes. When the kids are stranded and it's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, because now it's about, like, teens in danger.
1: Right. Yeah. And, like, with all those characters, because you don't have Spielberg there. Because that's one of the things that Spielberg is a master of, right? Is getting you to care about it's usually this like pack of kids yeah but like we've seen other times where Spielberg isn't in the picture but they're trying to imitate him it doesn't work sometimes it works like Stranger Things works yeah like they're trying to play the Spielberg thing like Super 8 doesn't work it doesn't work yeah so it's like god the kids the kids are really annoying (laughs) in this movie and so if they get eaten by a shark I don't care
0: yeah, it it really does go into slasher territory and it's like the kids of like Brody's kids in the first movie you know are they ever I mean maybe there's like one scene where one of them's in danger or something one
1: of them is on the beach like the older one I think is like on the beach one of the first times mm-hmm. something like that I don't remember
0: Yeah, but anyway like you you just you get so much more like you're, you're so much more invested in, like, the little boy who who like dies, and then like her, his mom like comes mm-hmm. and slaps Brody, you know, mm-hmm. um, in the in the original. Like, you you care so much about that character because they are able to convey this like universal emotion, mm-hmm. and there's just there's nothing here same with like when brody is looking out on the beach i mean iconic scene from the first movie he's watching the beach and then we cut between like his face and then um scenes of the beach like what he's looking at Mm -hmm. and like the camera moves each time like someone passes brody like it's you know uh brilliant example of like how to build tension in a scene and in this scene like he's on the you know big chair and you know his wife and the business people are like oh ignore him he's he's crazy and then he sees a shadow he jumps out he shoots the fish in the water and like there's no there's no tension there's no building of tension mm-hmm. yeah so it just shows like this would have been Jaws if not for the genius of Spielberg. Yeah, I think I mean, and, and also what Richard Dreyfuss and um, Quinn brought to it.
1: Yeah, and I think another part, like story wise, at least at the end of the movie, doesn't it suggest that the shark is vindictive? Like it's targeting Brody's kids by this point.
0: I mean, he's able to like shout at the shark, and it becomes to him. Yeah, yeah. It and I know it gets more ridiculous with future installments. (laughs) This is just like, like, yeah. This time it's personal. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It does. It 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 becomes like a, a super shark. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Just with it like bounding out of the water and taking chunks out of the the boat and stuff. How many times do you yeah. do it in this movie? Now, I know that it comes up on the boat in the first movie, but it's like it builds to that moment. And this one is just like...
0: And the problem is, like, in the first one, it still behaves like a shark. Mm-hmm. Or at least it's plausible enough that I believe it because I'm not a shark expert.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, like, you know, with the barrels and, um, yeah, the way that it, you know, comes up to the side, it just... It is predatory in a way that feels plausible here yeah like a woman's on a boat and the shark like basically jumps up and attacks her but not before she's able to like pour gasoline all over herself Mm -hmm. and so the ship explodes when she's eaten Mm -hmm. but the shark's okay Mm -hmm. so it just it's bigger and dumber
1: (laughs) well that's the thing too it's like thinking about the ending how the shark dies. Like, if this shark is so smart that it's able to do that, the way it dies is so dumb. Biting into the cable?
0: Yeah, why is it going out? Why? why? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Why? It, so, the first scene of Jaws, okay? It's coming from below, going yeah. straight up to the swimmer.
1: Yeah. And this That's what line, sharks do. It go, yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it comes out of the water... It's like ch- ch- chasing it down, chasing Brody down, coming out of the water and like jumping up, mm-hmm. and then biting into the cable.
1: Yeah, yeah, not how sharks behave. <laughs> I know it doesn't make. Oh, I guess you could argue it's not. It's not an ordinary shark. Um, but it just doesn't. I'm gonna put it this way: watching it felt like a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I uh, I had forgot. I mean, I had completely forgotten it. At some point, I've seen all the Jaws movies, but
0: I watched them. I think when I, I was only remembered little. the
1: end when the, when he bites the cable. Like, I didn't remember how silly the build up was. And you're right. Like, if the ta- how long ago before this? Like, had the town experienced the one before? Like, how? I don't even know.
0: Um. Okay. So this was 1978. His kids
1: are a little bit older. Yeah. So maybe like nineteen seventy
0: five. Years? It's I mean, I don't know if it's supposed to be set after a certain time, but it came out three years later.
1: Oh man, his kids much older. Yeah. So.
0: Okay, but like this town would
1: remember. That's trauma. what I'm saying. Like yeah. the the kids that were traumatized when they were young are now just teenagers and also traumatized. That's what I mean. It's like. In that beach, if somebody says, hey, there's a killer shark, like, aren't people going to listen? Nobody's going to say, nah, it not happen here.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, imagine this. Imagine if the shark was invisible so people (laughs) couldn't see it. And then imagine that if it could be um, transferred, like, through the air. And (laughs) And then everyone would say, hey, it's deadly, should protect yourself. <laughs> Some people aren't going to do it.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> Case Like, yeah, all those movies in which people act, like, not in their best interest for safety, it, we can't, we can no longer say that's stupid and impossible.
1: <laughs> because
0: yeah. it's part of human nature to ignore danger. Ig- ignore E- even be the slightest bit inconvenienced in order to be safe.
1: Okay. I buy it. I buy it. So, yeah. But but not that I don't buy this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. It's just, it's, it's... So what about, so obviously like no point for production. No. Uh, Monster Claw, there's no depth uh, to the shark. We don't learn anything new other than maybe it has the, the shark has a vendetta. But it doesn't explore any new territory about the fear or anything like that. Like, It doesn't even have the best parts of the first movie, like you said, where it's like coming up from the bottom or it seems stealthy. It's not stealthy in this movie at all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any of the good kills, except you have a boat blowing up in this one.
0: Yeah, and, and again, the woman is pouring gasoline on herself <laughs> in just the most ridiculous sequence of events. Um, yeah... Um, also, like there, there was a potential with something to do with like having these electric lines running underwater, like so, something about our impact on the environment, like that could have gone in an interesting place, but they chose not to, <laughs> mm-hmm. like because they're not interested in anything other than just the spectacle. Like, this is, in every, you know, sense of the term, like a cash grab, you know? Oh, yeah. And, you know, most everyone was able to, you know, come back, because I'm sure they were paid a ton of money, and...
1: Look at what the box office is.
0: Yeah, it... Yeah. It, um... I mean, it worked, apparently, enough to get a sequel... Jaws 3
1: oh yeah I mean oh wow okay <clears throat> this is actually one of the more successful of the sequels so apparently box office numbers uh, Jaws itself like the Jaws the original 472 million yeah. they're like okay we got yeah,
0: something that's, I mean it was a blockbuster yeah,
1: yeah. Jaws 2 208 million Okay. jaws 3 88 million mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jaws the revenge 52 million yeah
0: I feel like you could usually determine like the success of a sequels box office by the movie that came before or like a franchises box office like I think that's part of like um, either the Friday the 13th or Nightmare in Elm Street documentary yeah. one of those where they talk about how like the success of the it's always of a F. movie is affected by like yeah how people responded to the movie before that's why like some movies became underrated because the movie before was so terrible
1: mm-hmm.
0: like you get that I mean yeah It except you get here it's just gradually worse and worse but yeah clearly a huge drop off after 2 because yeah 2's
1: far <laughs> yeah that's that is kind of crazy. It is. It's by half every time, yeah. nearly half. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I. But what about <laughs> for our bracket? Which one wins? <laughs> I mean, the movies. But as a monster. Hold on. Hmm.
0: Does this movie go into the diaper or not? Like, part of me thinks it's so boring that it's not remarkably bad enough. For the it's exactly
1: it's boring. It's not that because I still there are parts of it like I like the character of Brody. I kinda like his like sort of like PTSD PTSD thing that he's got going on. Okay. In this one, I, I like that aspect of his character, and if anything, this movie helps showcase and develop that a little bit. But and and well, I mean, in, in relationship to the other sequels, right, is that it makes um Ellen, his wife, a more important character. And she becomes more and more important as the, as the franchise goes on. Like, what is yeah. it? By the end? Is it Jaws the Revenge? And one of I mean, them like, she, she, she is the central, she is yeah. Brody in it. Mm-hmm. And actually, she, she kind of does what he does in this one. Like, everybody thinks she, she's crazy. If I remember it right? Like, I think so. And it's also, it's coming after her family and they think they're, it's like, a shark it won't do that. Coming after yeah. family, but she's right.
0: I think three is like, yeah, maybe the oldest son. Gets revenge because, like, Brody dies, and then in four, yeah, I think the son dies, and so she goes after. I I think it's something. She
1: goes after the shark. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's something like that, but it's so dumb. Um, Okay, yeah. So So I I, I I don't think it should go in
1: the diaper, but it is a boring movie.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so then let's talk about the monsters here. Um, It's so. Because you ha- you have something that is, like, very commonplace, the shark. Right. But you have something, also something that is, like, not commonplace at all, pterodactyls. Yeah. However, showing, how, however, since this movie is about sharks and it's so unremarkable and not scary, like, it suggests to me that sharks... Inherently, like, aren't just a great monster on their own.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, it really depends on how you depict them. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, are pterodactyls scary on their own? I think so. (laughs) I know. I really think so. Like, I'm just. But also, the context makes it better. Sure, right. But like, the giant pterodactyl in Rodan. is scary as a destructive force right sharks aren't necessarily I guess they're apex predators but they aren't destructive on the like planet or a community on their own right but Rodan is Um, and I just think about this is another movie but like the way that the pterodactyls are um, portrayed in Jurassic Park Jurassic World the most recent one are frightening they're like dropping down and like picking people up Mm -hmm. out of the sky and like dropping them okay. in the ocean to be eaten by the like giant, okay shark. So it's like that's what I mean. I think there is something kind of scary about a pterodactyl, but sure. maybe that's just me. No, I, <laughs> I think
0: if we can point to another movie, um, yeah, I mean, so so like here we get like a kind of a you know a mediocre depiction of a pterodactyl, but we know that it could be effective.
1: But like I'm thinking like sharks like. What would we watch next, like Deep Blue or something like that? So what's scary about a shark by itself? Only if you're just, like, swimming in the ocean. But when a shark is smart and, like, is genetically enhanced, that's frightening. When a shark is in a tornado, that's frightening. <laughs> like, do you see what I mean? But by itself, the shark isn't as scary, I think, as, like, a pterodactyl by itself.
0: Yeah, I'm you may you. right. This is tough because, yeah, it, it it would kind of depend on what movie we watch next, right?
1: Is, because, is there another Rodan movie?
0: Yeah, there are, um, but if if we're taking to in, to account, yeah, something like Deep Blue Sea, then it is a more flexible character or or. Yeah, because right now it's yeah we have Rodan as the monster, not necessarily pterodactyls. Right,
1: and here we have like shark. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like <clears throat> if and the only reason we didn't do Jaws one is because we'd already seen it run it through the test, right? If, if Jaws 1 had been up against Rodan I think don't you think Jaws 1 would have yeah it would have beat it it would have beat it like easily but we just it's the portrayal of the shark in Jaws 2 that's sad yeah <laughs> I don't know if it okay so actually that's, I'm kind of changing my own mind about it that, that's why that's why I think the shark should win as the monster because I think there are other opportunities of the way that it's that monster is portrayed in other movies that has potential whereas with like Rodan not much is going to change about Rodan yeah right
0: yeah but that may be a flaw in our system if we're yeah comparing some uh, a monster that's like a general monster versus a specific creation yeah you know um, because yeah we could say well just the Jaws shark and right then if we were limited to just that uh-huh, yeah I would say no right also knowing what's ahead but also we sort of know what's ahead with Rodan too that's true but by what we have in our bracket yeah I would say sharks are better monsters than Rodan
1: I think so too yeah okay. Even though I don't like this movie., <laughs> yeah. I do like a shark more than Rodan. Yeah. And
0: okay, one of the most scary portrayals of sharks comes from a movie from a comic book. You've read uh, Swamp Thing, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You remember that one part where like Swamp Thing is like dropped into like either a tank or the ocean? And then it's just a series of panels of, like, mm-hmm. out of the darkness, a shark mm-hmm. is emerging. Mm-hmm. so scary. Because mm-hmm. I've had that, like, dream where, like, I'm in the water, and then you just, from the blackness, you see, like, a
1: shark emerging. It's mm-hmm. so scary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like that air versus the sea. Mm. We're talking about, like, archetypal fears. The sea. We're more scared of the sea. Like, yeah. as human beings.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, but the... Another thing, the things that we're afraid of that come out of the sky are all, like, weather-related. Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're like, afraid of tornadoes. We're afraid of lightning yeah. or, like, that. But Rodan does not capture that. Yeah. The shark does.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah. sharks are yeah. passed along. Um, Sorry, Rodan. But we have other kaiju. Yeah. So... In our first, you know, after our first two two rounds, um, we're going to see uh, Godzilla versus Sharks. Yep. Godzilla comes from the sea, too. Yes, he does. Wow. Well, interesting. Okay. So, um... For the next episode, next? though, yep. we're, we're going to, to um, move on to um, a new round. Um, and... Um, Look at some uh, what, hair, hairy creatures. Is this what come by? is what combined. This what they, they share and comment. We're looking at King Kong, um, yeah. no, another another big guy, and critters. Yep,
1: the hair that scares.
0: Yeah, the uh, the little guys. I can kind of form it
1: into a big guy, right? Yeah, if I remember. It's also it's, been a minute since it's been since so long <laughs> since I seen critters. I do like the thing I remember about critters. Is I remember, and I, that, this is something that has always scared me. I've always been scared of the little monsters that can like they like they bite your heels to knock you down to the ground and then like gnaw your face. Like that's what I remember from critters. Is something about like the biting, the gorging. Like, okay, does they come out of the toilet too? Am I thinking of? You're thinking other... ghoulies? I'm thinking of Ghoulies, <laughs> ghoulies are <laughs> right in the toilet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, oh why, I w- why aren't ghoulies on this list? Oh, they're not kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, that's a whole other bracket. Little monsters. Yeah. There's got to be, and there's got to be a Japanese for that one, right? Isn't that what? Uh, that's kind of what Pokemon are, right? Like pocket monsters, little monsters. Yeah.
0: Well, Pokemon tournament. That's a, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. All well, right. Anyway. Well, that's it. So yeah. Uh, watch Critters, and then the the original King Kong. The right?
1: original, yeah. Yeah.
0: Real okay.
1: Story. Yep. So you can check out more of our uh, more episodes and catch up on and compare your bracket with ours by going to uh, theterrortest. dot or follow us on Twitter at the underscore terror underscore test.
0: Pencils down. The terror test is over.